you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from the Chris Voss Show.com. The Chris Voss Show.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you. As always, being on the show, because remember, the Chris Voss Show is the family that loves you, but doesn't judge you. The best kind of family there is. I mean, am I right here, people? I mean, come on. The family that loves you, that doesn't judge you. We should have some shirts made up for that. We're probably working on that for the next big event we'll do at CS or something like that. Uh, today, we have an amazing CEO on the show with us. Uh, her name is Suzanne Justice, and uh, she's going to be talking to us about her amazing company, Blake Ryan Consulting. And uh, we'll be talking to her about uh, what's going on in the space of staffing agencies and uh, world of hiring and everything that's going on these days. But in the meantime, we've had some amazing authors on the show, and we want to let you know that the shows, uh, we've they're in the can, as we like to call it, in the film Hollywood business. But they'll be coming out very soon, so make sure you watch for them. Uh, David M. Rubenstein, the first billionaire we've had on the show was on the show recently that will be published soon we had uh let's see uh Stephen r covey's uh uh daughter on the show to uh co-write his last book we also had one of the uh, uh new york times reporters on uh, some amazing reporting he did david enrich and uh coming up uh we have tomorrow the uh governor from massachusetts on the show for his amazing new book. So uh should be pretty amazing. Uh, so if you haven't referred the show to your family, friends, and relatives, see, this is the pressure campaign I just built up on, uh, you should be telling them they need to uh, listen to billionaires. Subscribe to the Chris Voss Show. Tell them to go to YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification button. Go to Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. All those places on the Internet, the big 130,000 LinkedIn group, our newsletter over LinkedIn. Tell them to subscribe to all that wonderful stuff, and they should do it now. Or else. No, don't do the or else part. That's not nice. Don't do that as well. Today, an amazing CEO that we have on this show. Uh, she is the CEO of BlakeRyanConsulting.com. Uh, Suzanne has been in the staffing industry for over 16 years. She has successfully led teams for some of the largest staffing Agencies in Washington and Oregon, including the second largest global staffing agency. She's placed tens of thousands of candidates in their dream jobs and in turn helped her clients find the right fit for their teams. She is very passionate about the staffing industry and enjoys building long-lasting relationships with clients and candidates, and she has an amazing origin story. She began uh, Blake Ryan staffing in 2018 with a 15-month-old son at home and one on the way. She conquered her fear and took the leap of faith by following her dreams of entrepreneurship. She decided the name of her company soon uh, after to be her daughter, Blake Ryan. Uh, Blake Ryan Consulting was incorporated directly from her living room. So this is a great story. Immediately after the decision was made, welcome to the show, Suzanne. How are you? 
Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. It's an honor to have you as well. Uh, give us the .com once again so we can get that plugged. It's BlakeRyan.com, and Ryan is R-I-A-N. And then you can also follow me on Instagram, which is Suze underscore Justice, and then LinkedIn. There you go. So uh, what is uh, Blake Ryan Consulting? Tell us, uh, give us a synopsis of who you guys are and how you do it. Yeah, so we are a full-service staffing and recruiting company. Um, I, Like you said, I've been in the industry for about 16 years. And when I started in staffing, it was very much around relationship building, making sure that you have a great relationship with your clients, heavy based on building referrals and that network. And I just noticed that in the industry, that started to kind of change a little bit. And it was more about how many orders can we get in? How many you know people can we place and move on to the next client? So I decided to start my own company because that's not how I wanted to do business. So we really focus on the partnership with the client and we build, I built my business around, you know, how can I fit into a client's model of what they're looking for and what they need versus telling them they have to fit into mine. Um, I was very fortunate. You know, I, when I start, opened my doors in 2018, I had talked to a couple of clients that I had not done business with in five or six years, but I've always kept that relationship and they were the first ones to sign contracts with me. And I still work with them to this day. That's awesome sauce. That's also a spectacular, uh, a spectacular, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a, approval or, or referral or, or, uh, you know, a, a mark that, uh, hey, you know, we enjoy doing business with you. When I built my first company, we had clients for 13 years that were, and our core clients were the original ones that we had. I mean, 10 or 20 really core clients that were our biggest clients that have been with us forever. And we're like, hey, people stick with us for 13 years. What does that say about us? Um, they Maybe they really hated us. That could be. <laughs> but no, this is a real testament. That was the word I was looking for to... Uh, to the quality of your service. What, what's the difference in, in uh, you know, just building relationships and partnerships as opposed to, you know, the run of the mill that you see in recruiting where people are like, you know, here's our model and you have to do it our way. So I think really the big difference that you're going to find is when you have corporations that are really pushing those metrics, they're pushing the sales, you have kind of that turn and burn with, you know, your account managers with your recruiters and they don't, they're not really buying into the long-term relationship piece. It's more of how quickly am I going to get my next job order in? How quickly can I fill the next seat so that I can keep everything moving and running? Um, for us, it's really more about, you know, we take the approach of what, how can we help you now, but how can we help you in the future? So how can I figure out how to understand your pipeline of what's going to be coming down a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, and how can we incorporate that? You know, we look at different things for direct hire. Instead of always just doing a direct hire fee, there are clients who have so many openings. And we say, hey, why don't we come in as a managed service? Let us be your internal recruiter. Mm. You're not paying the expensive fees for every single hire. And, you know, clients appreciate that because then they really understand that you are partnering with them. And it's not about how much revenue you can make off of them. Yeah, you're just you're just throwing bodies at the company and going, hey, prove these things. You know, you're you're you have a more integral um, um, uh, relationship is the is the right word, I guess, an integral relationship where you're you're kind of working with the company, you're aligning with their values, and you kind of have that uh, uh, that you kind of have that uh, uh, where you're hey, it's working good together. I can't come up with the words today, evidently. <laughs> um, it's it's Thursday or something, but it might we're be Friday. Us, right? <laughs> 
You have that simpatico. That's the word. See, the words eventually come to the old brain of Chris Voss, and that's why people watch the show. They're like, let's see if he's going to get it. Um, so uh, tell us uh, who your clients are, who, you know, because uh, this is going out live on LinkedIn. Of course, we put on LinkedIn and everything in our big group. Uh, what, what sort of clients that might be out there that are thinking, do, would I need to use Blake Ryan Consulting? Uh, what, what sort of clients do you work with, and uh, who is the prospective client for you? So the majority of the clients that we work with are global corporations or are national corporations, and they have um, locations all over the world or all over the United States. Um, We also really target, I mean, the way that our business is built is it's any company is going to have a department that we staff and we can fill positions for, whether it's HR, customer service, finance roles. You know, we um, staff for a really uh, large global pharmaceutical company where we do scientists and automation engineers. Um, down to, we have a hospitality division where we're working with corporate catering companies who sit on large corporate campuses and we're filling anything from back of the house cooks up to GM and VP level type positions. So we really, you know, set a scale to fit into all businesses. You know, one thing I hear a lot and we used to, we're trained as, you know, in large corporations is we're your subject matter experts, right? So we're, we're your IT SMEs. Well, my philosophy, honestly, on that is you can't really be a subject matter expert unless you've been in that position Sure, you know a lot about it and you can Mm -hmm. speak to your experiences, but you're really not an expert in that. So I get this question all the time, well, what do you specialize in? Um, And I always say, you know, we don't have one singular specialization. We want to go into your organization and say, hey, where are you hiring? Is If it's in our wheelhouse, we'll tell you. If it's something we don't think we're going to be successful at, we'll tell you that too. Because it doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense for us to take on business and fail. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We're very honest about it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's good because it helps your relationship because if you, I mean, if you're working with somebody and you have no idea what you're doing, you know, that that's not going to be a good thing. And eventually everyone finds out, (laughs) you know, but uh, no, I like this approach. What, What do you see going on in the hiring market right now in recruiting market? Uh, I think I think layoffs, especially in tech, are still kind of escalating, aren't they? They are. You know, and it's really an, an interesting time right now because you kind of I feel like when you see what's going on in the market, some people jump to, um, oh, my gosh, we need to just start laying off a bunch of people. And usually they start with, you know, the sales teams, the marketing teams um, and kind of trickle down from there. But then you also see companies who are, you know, trusting that everything's just going to kind of ramp back up and they're holding steady. Um, right now is a great time for corporations to bring in companies like ours, because if they don't want to carry the large overhead or if they're not sure, you know, what the next six months are going to look like, we can have contractors in there who are technically our W2 employees. And then when they do start to trickle down, then they can let those people go without having to worry about, you know, um, unemployment or, um, you know, people getting, um, upset about getting laid off because then we can also transition those people into other areas. Mm-hmm. That's pretty important. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a weird, yeah, you're right. It's a weird job market where, you know, I just saw that some city approved a $20 minimum wage or something mm-hmm. somewhere in America. Uh, you know, and it's funny because I have all these pictures that I posted on Facebook 
of when everyone was having the arguments over, ah, should we pay $15 an hour? Shouldn't we pay? You know, and there was this big argument going on in like, uh, what, 2018, 2019. And here we are now, you know, people are competing, you know, the, the numbers are being pushed to $20 an hour. And, uh, and then you've got these layoffs like, you know, over here, but then everywhere I still go in my city, there's like, there's, you know, please, well, we, we need to hire you. Like I went to one of my favorite restaurants the other night and the list of, the list of uh, employee job titles mm-hmm. was just like, it was like this long. It was like about eight or 10 different job titles. I'm like, I was surprised that he was working there when I went in. I'm like, hey, you guys have cooks in here still? And somebody working the front thing? But uh, at one point we had a restaurant in my uh, local town here where they offered, uh, they offered patrons a $100 gift certificate if you referred somebody. And I was oh, like, wow. man, for a hundred bucks, I'll, I'll go out and work the streets. Hey, do you need a job? Let's uh, let's go. I got a place for you, man. I'm, I'm making like, you know, $5,000 a month filling positions here, you know? Right. Uh, it was crazy. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I can get a few dinners for free over this joint. If I just, uh, I wish I had more like nephews and nieces that were like uh, hiring age. But yeah, it's crazy now. It's, you know, you got some people laying off. You got plenty of people hiring. And I imagine Florida is going to be a big hiring market here uh, coming up soon. I know. And it's, I, I've been watching, we have friends who live out there. So it's been really scary and sad to hear about, you know, what's yeah. going on. And, and when it touched down, seeing it on the news. And it's just, it's kind of a surreal thing to, to see, if you will. It is surreal. I have a lot of friends down there. Uh, there was someone on TikTok I was watching. She was literally in her living room. She's in an inflatable boat with her dogs and cats. And she's in her living room, and her living room is about four feet to five feet on, uh, in water. And everything is floating around her. And, and thankfully, she's kind of safe in this, in this uh, inflatable <laughs> boat. The fact that you live in a state where you go, we got to have an inflatable boat for the living room. Tells you what you know, what you need to know, but it's going to be a huge uh, explosion of workers and stuff that have to go down there. Construction people, um, and uh, that should be, you know, that should probably spur other industries. I think around the the nation, they're going to have to hire to kind of support rebuilding Florida and all the work they do. So you know, that's probably going to you know make things go crazy for a while too with hiring. Um, it's it's really weird, you know. It's like you'll hear about layoffs over here, and then you're like, twenty dollars an hour over here, and you're just like, it's like what? It's like well, it's funny because it's there. It's such a an argument too now about like remote versus like going back to work, right? Like That's how many people want to go back to work, but how many people are like absolutely not? I really like this remote job, and then they're leading jobs because the businesses are saying, no, it's time to come back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's coming back. Um, so it, it's. I'm curious when it's going to kind of all just start to simmer a little bit more. I'm Mm -hmm. anticipating probably within the next year, we should start seeing a lot more, but I think we're going to get to a point where there are a lot of corporations. They're going to have to just require people have to come back on campus. Mm -hmm. I I was going to, that was my next question for you. The whole remote issue. You know, we've had, we've had a number of scholars on the show, authors, people at universities who written books. I think Remote Incorporated is one that comes off the top of my head, uh, where they, uh, we've had consultants on that they specialize in teaching corporations uh, remote, uh, how to do remote right. Uh, what do you see in that market where, um, I mean, it seems like it seems like there's some companies that are just going to have to stick with it or have a hybrid of some type. 
what, what sort of struggle are you seeing companies go through to try and navigate these waters? You know, I think it, it depends on the, the industry, right? So like tech, for example, it's a lot easier for a lot of tech people's project managers, program managers to work remotely because they're really just on their computer the whole time anyways. But then you have other teams that support those people for like events, for example, where they have to be walking the site. They have to be, um, you know, working with other vendors on the site. So I think that I mean, personally, I don't love working remote. I really like getting up, getting my coffee on the way to work, you know, going into my office. Um, so being remote is a struggle for me personally. I honestly tend to find things to do that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> um, but I mean, I do. I think that companies are just going to have to at some point either adopt a hybrid model or, you know, take a stand of, look, this was, you know, during a pandemic, this is what we had to do to, to transition to make sure everybody stayed working. Now it's time, you know, you, you have to come back to the campus and work. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see because I think you're going to see the big guys are obviously going to be the ones who kind of start leading that transition. You know, people are going to mm -hmm. look to Amazon and Microsoft and Facebook and Google and kind of start positioning from there. Yeah. Do you, do you find when you talk to jobs prospects, uh, that's a high value for them in jobs they're finding? Uh, you find that people are like, hey, I really would prefer a remote job as opposed to the other? You know, we do. For the higher level roles, absolutely. And that's one thing that people mm -hmm. are, well, we've seen they're starting to negotiate in their offers is, you know, can I have a hybrid? Can I work from home two days a week? Wow. Can I pick the two days? Can it be flexible depending on the week? Wow. Um, and so we have seen a lot of that. Now, when you're working with, like, we work with a really amazing design company, um, it's very niche and we place, um, like production painters and really high in architectural designs or designers, excuse me. Um, they have to be on site. So there really isn't the option for yeah. that. So it really just kind of is honestly position dependent. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of the people that we've had on, cause we've had a lot of people on talking about remote for the last two years and you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Have, is it true that many people's values have kind of changed? They're kind of looking for it, it after COVID, they're kind of looking for more work value or work, uh, you know, they're, they're looking to be appreciated more. I think some of the studies said that they, they didn't feel appreciated or they, they weren't connected to the values of the office or they just felt like they, 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 you know, they were, they were working for something that didn't really bring their life value and, and maybe weren't, wasn't with their core uh, attributes or their core interests. And they're like, I want to do something that I kind of enjoy more. Are you seeing, are you seeing that? Is that true with all the studies that I've seen on it? You know, it's interesting. I started seeing that trend probably about three, three and a half years ago before COVID, where mm -hmm. people just started to really, I think the old kind of, and I feel like I'm, I'm dating myself, but you know, the, the adages that we learned in business in corporate America, even when I was younger was you have a boss, the boss, you know, says, this is it, you fall in line and you don't ask questions, right? Like that was it. And now it's the, the platform has changed so much where people are, they're like, no, we're not going to do that. You know, if I don't agree with, with you, I'm going to push back and push back and you have to acknowledge my feelings. You have to make me feel like oh. I'm special. And, and I see that a lot, <laughs> um, especially now with everything going on. And it's, not, I don't want to say it's a, a sense of entitlement because I think everybody should feel 
heard and feel valued. But I do think there, you know, there are some instances where, you know, it's work. It's not personal. You have to separate the two and you have a job to do. But I do. I think that people, especially with like um, work-life balance is a big thing for a lot of people. They want to feel like Mm -hmm. you you know, value their home life and they want to have that balance between the two or they can shut off their phone at a certain time or their email. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. I've worked at home since 2004. Uh, when I, when I ejected, uh, my last partner, uh, I, I was able to run our companies from home, uh, and from other States, in fact, um, and so I've always enjoyed it, but I don't have kids at home and I, I just have my dogs. So I don't have to, I remember, I remember when I was dating someone who had kids at home, I was like, I'm going in on Saturdays. Uh, so the quality of my life, I've, I've always kind of enjoyed the work at home, uh, quality of life. Uh, and so when everyone joined me in 2020, I was like, I don't see what the big deal is. I've been here for a while guys. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of friends post about how their lives are qu- quantitatively better. You know, I, my friends in California, you know, they'd spend four hours a day on a freeway, uh, you yeah. know, on the 405 going back and forth to work. They recovered those four hours. Uh, I think I do better work um, working from home, but I'm guilty, like you said, of, of uh, getting, you know, getting distracted. But I tend to do all my work uh, throughout the day. Uh, and stuff, you know, when I, I wrote this about this in my book, um, you know, one of my last CEOs who taught me the, the final training that I needed, uh, he would always come into sh- wearing shorts every day and flip flops and you know, a stream of food down the front of his shirt. Um, and I, I said to him one day, I go, I go, uh, I go, how come you get away with dressing? You run a multimillion dollar, um, company. How come you dress this way? And he said, uh, he said, have you seen my accountant who wears the stuffy uh, suit all the time? He's on his fifth uh, tri- triple heart bypass or quadruple or fifth bypass, whatever that is. Um, he's going in for that surgery. He goes, he goes, when, you know, I come in relaxed, I can work 18 hours a day. I can wear my shorts. I think better. I function better. I, I just feel more relaxed. I can create better. And so I've, I started wearing shorts and flip-flops. Um, the, uh, and so I think people, when they work from home, they feel less stuffy. Uh, there was a recent thing where someone wrote that when people started going back in the office, when COVID started uh, lifting a little bit, uh, they ended up just socializing. They were using it for a socializing <laughs> thing. And just people standing around the water thing, catching right? up. Like, all right, all the kids and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting conundrum. Of, of work and you know you're like are those people working some some companies have come up with uh monitoring software have you seen a lot of companies adopting yeah. monitoring software yep and they can see so and you know a lot of agencies actually um do this when they oh, really? have i mean back i mean i'm this goes back 10 years where they would you know that's when they started using vpns because then they could see when their staff was logging in when they were inactive when they were logging off and they can track it more but I think that is like that is a big, you know, question with some corporations too. Is what what are my teams doing? You know, if we're not hitting numbers, are they being productive? Are they uh-huh. out, you know, having mimosas at brunch? Like, <laughs> and then you have people who 
it works better for them, like you said, because they're not commuting, but they're actually using that time and making the most out of it. And then you have, you know, the people who do that, plus that they just never turn off. I mean, for me, obviously I'm the owner, but still, I mean, I'm seven days a week. I'm working in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter where I am. That's Uh, the fun of, that's the fun of being an entrepreneur. You you dream business. You just. Oh yeah. Yeah. You eat, sleep, dream business. Sometimes it's a little bit much. I, 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 I remember years ago we had a we had a bunch of people that were uh, some Chinese investors that hired me to build a mortgage company for them, and it was so nice to leave at five o'clock and go. This is your problem, not mine. Right. Um, the, I was like, so this is what it's like to work for other people. This is kind of nice. Uh, I'll go back and do my stuff. So uh, you know, it's uh, leaving at five o'clock is nice, but you know, I think. Like I say, I mean, people, I think from some of the interviews that we've done of the people who've done remote studies, that a lot of universities and stuff, professors did studies on this, and they found that people will do their work throughout the day. Um, you know, sometimes they may take a break to go, uh, you know, change diapers or something like that, whatever they need to do, uh, feed the kids. But uh, it seems to give them more value. So it's kind of extraordinary. What are some other things you're seeing in the business that uh, you want to talk about that, that uh, people should be aware of or companies should be aware of that are looking to uh, work with you guys? You know, I think a lot of the stuff we're seeing, you know, it is very industry specific. I think it's interesting right now that as much as, things are reopening. The hospitality industry is, mm. is struggling so much finding really? people. Wow. Um, and I mean, we're, you know, kind of what we're seeing in that industry is a lot of it does go back to the the wages. And, you know, we had an example is, you know, we had a, a job posted for a dishwasher for a corporate catering company. And I think it paid like 21 or $22 an hour full time, you know, six to three Monday through Friday. Oh, and someone responded to the ad and said they would take it if we paid them $35 an hour. Holy <laughs> crap. Pay me $35 an I'm hour. I'm quitting my job and going dishwashing, man. <laughs> so I think that that's, you know, that's where all of that kind of comes into play and it becomes a real struggle, not only for big corporations, but the mom and pop shops. I mean, you look at these restaurants like the one you said in your hometown, if it's not a chain, they, that puts them out of business. They can't afford mm-hmm. the overhead of it. So we're really trying to, you know, as we're getting candidates in now, educate them not only on, yes, 100%, you deserve a livable wage. You should be able to pay your bills and take care of your family. But you also have to have a little bit of realistic expectations around mm-hmm. the industry and the type of position that you're going into. That's crazy, man. Six, uh, 30, you said 35 bucks an hour, an hour. <laughs> to wash dishes, right? That's a, and it's not like a restaurant. It's a corporate kitchen. So it's, you're just like rinsing and putting them in a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. That's there you go. I mean, wow, man, that's crazy. I might, you know, I might start looking at janitor listings or something. Uh, give me a night job working as a janitor. Right? Something. 35 bucks an hour. I mean, that's uh that'll, that'll help with the taxes every year I pay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, damn, that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. it'd probably have to be a while before I would hit that mark, but, uh, where, well, maybe I should go work for someone else, but sounds like it's getting there. That's crazy. Uh, what are, what are, uh, what are some other things that you feel are unique about your company that, uh, that other companies don't provide, uh, that, that really make up the difference in, in, uh, your relationship with clients? 
Well, one of the things that I always like to point out is that we are um, a certified WBENC woman-owned business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have been listed as a preferred diversity supplier three years in a row by staffing mm-hmm. analysts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are also a um, SBA certified woman-owned small business. So any mm-hmm. corporation right now, as you know, they're really hitting that diversity and wanting to have those di- that percentage of diversity suppliers. We hit... Um, two out of three of the top ones. <laughs> so, awesome. um, it's, it's, you know, for lack of a better term, you get a nice tax break. If you work at this, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, tax breaks are good, <laughs> but really honestly, I mean the most, I always feel like I sound like a broken record. Cause it really, for me, you know, it is about partnering and finding that right fit. And I, you'll see on my website, you'll see on my signature. I always say, and I tell my clients as new clients, and I talk to them, for me, it's not about putting someone in the seat. It's about finding the right fit. So mm-hmm. I really take a lot of um, care and invest not only business in, mm-hmm. into my clients, but I because of that relationship piece, I also invest personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I do, I take, I get excited. You know, I always reach out to my clients if I see that they're doing something amazing with their business, if they're growing, if there's acquisitions, if... You know, if I think it's something they might be interested in, I'm sending them emails about stuff. Um, it really just is that one-on-one. And I think, you know, the age that we're in and the more we get around social media and technology, you really see a lack of that. Like you start seeing it's really more, you know, you have apps now where you can order contractors through your phone and someone just shows up versus, you know, you don't have that one-on-one with somebody saying, I really understand what you need. I get that, you know going on your phone is, is easy and quick, but you know, if somebody doesn't show up, who's there to help you? If somebody isn't doing well, who's there to help you? If they're not the right fit, who's there to help you find that person? So it really is the the foundation of my business. There you go. There you go. makes all the difference. Uh, anything more you want to touch on or tease out before we go about who you guys are and what you do? So we are very um, excited that we are growing. So we have an office in Washington. We have one in Newport Beach, California, and then we have one in Austin. So we are starting to um, spread into the Austin market. So all of you companies out there that I see who keep moving out to Austin, (laughs) reach out to us. (laughs) We'd love to work with you. Um, No, I'm I'm really excited. You know, my, my business is growing. I am acquiring a lot of amazing clients. I am just, that's my goal is to keep my teams growing and spread more nationally. Um, it's funny. You're talking about wearing shorts. I was listening to one of your podcasts this morning and I was like, um, cause I've done a couple books, but I said, maybe I should start a new books and it could be leading in leggings. <laughs> there you go. Leading in <laughs> leggings. Uh, do I'm I need to wear leggings or is that? Is it, do I need to wear late leggings? <laughs> uh, evidently, our our fan base loves the uh, loves the, the concept there, so uh, there it, it looks like that's approved. There you go, perfect. I'm on it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving in leggings, the new book on how to lead with leggings. I should probably right. wear leggings. Don't leggings make you thinner? Is that the thing that makes you thinner? No, they're just comfortable. I mean, oh, honestly, they're just comfortable. I, I live in leggings. Oh, see, I don't know what leggings are, but they're just—they're like cotton pants. They're like the most comfortable thing in the world. Okay, <laughs> sounds like I, I should probably wear those during winter. When I when I hit winter, I have to wear socks. 
that's the difference in the winter for me. I'm still wearing, uh, I'm still wearing shorts around my house. And then when I go out, people look at me funny and they go, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just really don't care. So, uh, honestly, Viore is one of my favorite, um, brands and my, I actually got my husband into it. Funny Baxter. We actually went to high school with the founder, but they're like the most amazing leggings. And then he wears like all the running shorts and stuff. And they're just like, they're so comfortable. It's insane. And so, I really do live in that and, and my reef flip-flops most of the time. So. <laughs> I'm wearing flip-flops right now. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's, it's comfortable. You know, I honestly, I'm more creative. I can work longer. You know, you put me in a stiff, starchy, uh, you know, suit and dress shirt and tie and I'm all, you know, proper and stuff. For some reason, I stress out more dressed like that. I don't know. I don't know why. My, my old CEO that taught me, uh, Forrest Baker, uh, you know, it, it, he was right. And uh, I even have the dribble down the shirt sometimes. I went out last night to the store and, and I looked down and I went, my God. But, you know, I mean, when you have a face like this, that's Brad Pittish, that George Clooney calls me, you know, for, for yeah, beauty tips, you know, is, it, it's, it's, you know, girl, I, girls just throw, you know, underwear yeah. at me whenever I go out. It's, it's a rough life. So, so, you know, a little thing down the, I've got to kind of, that's kind of the reason I wear the, uh, you know, put the food down the front. It's to kind of offset my 10 hotness. We all know that. Try to keep them at bay a little bit, right? So you can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Right now, half my audience is like, what is he? Is he on drugs? Anyway, guys, I'm just on coffee. On coffee. Uh, well, it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on very much. Uh, we really appreciate it. It's been very insightful. I'm learning more about what's going on in the job market. It's, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting time these days. Uh, give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs, please. Yes. So our website is www.blakeryanconsulting.com. Again, Ryan is R-I-A-N. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's Sue's underscore justice and LinkedIn and Facebook is Blake Ryan consulting. There you go. There you go. And thanks to my honest for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. Watch for her forthcoming book, uh, leggings, leading with leggings or something. Leading in leggings. <laughs> and flip flops. I think you yes. should add flip flops to that. You, then you have to include me. I'll be my tribute to you, Chris. I don't know. Maybe I need to, maybe you need to send me some Amazon affiliate links to the leggings. Maybe this is some, do men wear leggings? Is that a man thing? I'm telling you, Viori has like these amazing men's like oh. version of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe, I'll, Look maybe I'll check it out for this winter so that I can make sure everything stays warm. Uh, thanks for honest for tuning Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Go to goodreads.com forward slash Chris Voss. Watch for our upcoming shows and the amazing guests. We do. They just keep getting better and better. Uh, and also go to uh, LinkedIn as well. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>